This episode of the Let's Talk Data podcast, Opportunities to Maximize Your Enterprise Geodatabase on SAP HANA, features Matthew Zenas, Global Vice President of Database and Data Management Solution Go-To-Market at SAP, hosted by SAP's Ginger Gatling, recorded live on April 25th, 2018. Welcome to our Let's Talk Data podcast series. This series is brought to you by SAP experts discussing current topics around data and data management. My name is Ginger, and I'll be your host for this series. Today's topic is opportunities to maximize your enterprise GEO database on SAP HANA. Joining me today is Matt Zenas. I'm so excited to have Matt here today. He's one of our senior leaders at SAP on all things SAP HANA. He's an expert on spatial topics. He leads our go-to-market organization, solution management, and you'll see him published in, in places like uh, CIO.com. And so, Matt, we're super happy to have you here today. So welcome, and thank you for joining. Thank you, Ginger. It's great being here. This is what, one of my favorite topics. I'm very passionate about it, so thanks for giving me an opportunity to, uh, to speak with you about it today. Great. So... Matt, we've had a couple of other podcasts that we've recorded. One of them was on megatrends and database and data management, and geospatial was identified as one of those megatrends. I'm hoping you can expand on it a little bit more, and especially I'm wondering your thoughts on using spatial data with enterprise data. Can you give us more detail on what's going on in the market? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, first of all, we see that customers who combine spatial and enterprise data have a clear competitive advantage and differentiation. Full stop. We see it every day. The combination of spatial with enterprise data allows organizations to literally ask a new set of questions they weren't able to before. So instead of asking things like, who are my most profitable customers within a postal code? They can ask, who are my most profitable customers five meters from the roadway? Uh, retailers can ask questions like where to put new stores or kiosks based on actual location demographics. Uh, companies like insurance companies can predict the impact of, of incoming natural disasters and then after the event, determine where fraud is being committed. And utilities can look at things like pipeline integrity management to ensure pipes of a certain age and material and within certain distances of sensitive buildings are maintained to avoid catastrophic failures. So as you can see, spatial is a part of our everyday life and with the combination with enterprise data, the, the types of questions you can ask or literally think about uh, geospatial. It, it's not just about maps because you're right. When we think about spatial, we think about uh, maps like a Google map or a Bing map, something along those lines. It's natural. It's human. And, and, uh, and human nature and instinct to understand maps. They tell us where we are. They tell us where we're going, the relationship to both natural and man-made features. However, spatial is more than just points on a map, especially in the context of enterprise. Um, it's about better insights, improved business decisions, driving more innovation, and ultimately driving spatial into core business processes. Um, it's about taking information about man-made or, or natural features on the face of the earth or even within a building or a machine and asking spatially relevant questions. And certainly the advent of GPS, uh, location-aware personal devices, sensors, etc., has created a phenomenon about, uh, about not just what, but where. Hmm. Which industries are on the cutting edge um, using this technology? 
Well, traditionally, customers using spatial um, are those that have been more in the asset and real estate intensive areas. So, for example, uh, industries like public sector, utilities, transportation, oil and gas, um, these organizations have a very strong lineage to spatial, and more specifically, GIS. So when I say GIS, I'm talking about geographic information systems. Uh, so these are the system of records uh, for, for GIS. So just like a, an ERP system is the system of record for an enterprise and enterprise transactions, GIS is the system of record for geospatial. However, we are definitely seeing spatial move out and beyond these traditional areas. So, for example, in industries like healthcare. Now, of course, definitely in healthcare, uh, you would see geospatial being used for things like, um, like a clinic, clinical things, like outbreak and disease detection, opioid em- epidemic tracking. However, now we're seeing it being used more from a business perspective, which is quite interesting. Um, healthcare systems and companies are using spatial along with demographic data to help in the in what we call population health, which includes understanding the spatial distribution of patients. Um, determining network adequacy to support those patients, um, identify acquisition candidates for these healthcare providers. You know, looking at what other healthcare providers they can they can acquire or or partner with, and ultimately this means negotiating value-based contracts. Um, and this is an area actually where SAP HANA, our flagship database and data management suite, plays a big part. You know, by being able to combine all these sources of information, location doctor location, specialists, facilities, along with demographic data, including uh, understanding in a certain area health issues like heart disease and diabetes. Now these healthcare systems can do these analysis in just mere minutes, not days. Uh, and, and ultimately, this helps them make more informed decisions. Another area that we're seeing, which is really cool, is entertainment. Yes, entertainment for spatial. You know, spatial being used at theme parks and at live show events like Cirque du Soleil. Using geospatial, in this case, and in fact, in this case, SAP spatial, to provide interactive experience based on the location of the audience and all in real time. So as you can see, very cool. And these are just a few industries that are on the cutting edge. Yeah, that's really cool. Earlier today, I was going through the HANA Innovation Awards, and I saw one on spatial. You'd mentioned on assets and where things are. They said they were combining the enterprise asset data, so where something physically is with the spatial. I think they had, like, traffic lights and roads. And um, what are those things called where the water drains from the road? I just forgot the name. You know what I'm talking about? The drainage that where they're having troubles yeah. with flooding. So I guess yeah. that's a that's another common one that we're seeing. Or that was a pretty interesting Honda Innovation Award. Yeah, that that's typically those type of what I'll call assets would be very typical for a public sector or a utility to track. And this is ultimately exactly what a GIS system. In this case, if you think of a, a company Esri, ESRI. Uh, that uh, they actually provide that software that that does that type of tracking to understand where the assets are, uh, information about those assets, if they've been changed, if they've been moved, and things like that. And now that you have this information, you can then also ask really relevant questions of it. So if you're going to put, for example, before people dig, uh, they have to, you know, you've heard those systems before, uh, people call before you dig. You call Mm -hmm. a certain number because they don't want them hitting some of these buried assets, 
you know, whether it's uh, something that could be dangerous, like a power line, or something that could be a, 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 ma- a major water pipe, you know, something along those lines. And so you need to understand with with a great deal of accuracy where these things are at any given time. And and what you're talking about is very very relevant and would be very applicable uh, for like a utility or public sector company. So. How would organizations get their hands around around this and start this uh, with, I mean, the, the technology is changing, it sounds like. It's pretty complex. And, and what kind of skills are we able to take our developers we have with traditional SAP and bring them on? Or, or, or what are you recommending to organizations who want to get started? Yeah, there's a couple things. I mean, first of all, the good news is is that we, from an SAP perspective, we've made it quite easy. I mean, you can get literally started today. Like, if you had a series of addresses that you would want to geocode, we we have the tools and solutions and services, both on-premise and cloud-based, as well with partners to do things like geocoding. Uh, and of course, our platform is open, and I'll talk more about that in a moment. But you know, we have an open platform, meaning it can communicate with other tools and other sources. But ultimately, if you're looking to embark upon and, and leverage your, your SAP investments and others to actually start doing geospatial, there's a couple things you need to take in, into account. First is you need to understand the data storage and management needs. You know, as the number of data sources increases, uh, you need to start planning and, and for all these new data sources and existing data sources that you have today. So, for example, uh, we talked about with public sector and utilities. Now, the good news with this is that these are going to be pretty static uh Assets. In other words, if you put a power pole in or some some sort of transformer, it's probably not going to move. But what ha- what happens when you start doing smart meters and Internet of Things, sensors connected to assets that are actually going to be moving, right? Automobiles, personal devices. So you have to set a strategy up about how you're going to process, consume, store, and analyze this data. The second is that you need to find a, uh, what I'll call a flexible architecture. You know, for decades, um, enterprise data architects have advocated uh, a centralized data, a data repository approach. Uh, in other words, ha- uh, almost like what we'll call the data warehousing approach, which is you have one system and everything goes in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, realistically, though, what we found, and, and actually this has changed, that implementing that single source of the truth has literally been next to impossible. A great idea, but very hard to implement. So a better strategy is to find a flexible architecture, one that can store, process, compute data by connecting to other data sources. So yes, you have a, a strong digital core. Yes, you have a strong foundation. But you need to have the flexibility and understanding that in all cases you may not need to move all that sensor data to one place. That perhaps you can connect out to it. Maybe it's a it's a sensor data like with OSI Soft and the Pi server uh, that we can that we can connect to, uh, or perhaps it's a Hadoop system. So you need to be able to do that and set a, a flexible architecture. And the other is implement a sound data governance plan. Data governance the governance is becoming really super critical, and and geospatial data is no different. And what I mean by that is you just take the, the idea of putting a point on a map, right? And we talked about you know, geospatial is more than about points on a map, but just we, just for argument's sake, let's say we're just talking about that point. Now, the, the fact of the matter is you, be ma- you may be making very important decisions about the point on that map. You may be making business decisions about where to put a store or where to put a kiosk, or you may be making decisions about where I dig. But 
ultimately what's happening now, auditors are coming back to the data governance people, the, the chief data officers, and asking questions like, well, where is your data governance? How do you know that point and where it is on the map is accurate? Where did that point come from? Where did it originate? Who touched that point? When someone wants to update that point, what's your data governance to ensure that that's accurate? So those three things are absolutely really critical. The data storage and management needs, the flexible architecture, and a sound data governance plan. Mm. So we have to have data data lineage also on these uh, the GIS information, graphic information that's that's really interesting okay yep. so how is SAP how are we what are we starting to do you alluded to that to incorporate this uh, geospatial and the bridge between this information and what are we doing to help help companies do that well first of all we absolutely understand that geospatial is is critical I mentioned at the very beginning mm-hmm. we see customers that are leveraging it and in reaping the value and benefit from it and and with the goal to operationalize spatial because that's a that's a key aspect SAP is, a, is an enterprise application uh, company basically what we've done is we have geo enabled our entire stack you know from our ERP to analytics to cloud analytics line of business applications, line of business cloud applications, our SAP cloud platform, and of course SAP HANA. These all have been geo-enabled and they seamlessly integrate with GIS systems like Esri, who I mentioned before. And if I were just to double click on Esri for a second, you know, Esri is SAP's long-standing partner in the GIS space, actually going back almost 20 years. And more recently, in the past six years of the partnership uh, and integration was really accelerated because of the introduction of HANA. And in the past, typically, when you looked at what I'll call the SAP Enterprise ERP world and the GIS world, these two systems and organizations were traditionally very siloed. It's actually kind of interesting to see that they may actually be working in the same company on the same floor, but sometimes they may not might even know they exist. And so what we wanted to do in concert and working with, with Esri and actually at the request of our customers, our idea was to merge this data, actually bring them together. Uh, because what customers were finding is they knew that there was nuggets of wisdom in both the GIS and the ERP systems, but it took a lot of time and effort to bring them together. So now both the SAP Business Suite and the Esri GIS platform are fully integrated. So to give you an example, this means SAP solutions like Enterprise Asset Management, or EIM. This allows you to be an S4 or R3 or actually be in those screens. And instead of seeing your data in a, in a tabular type of form, you can actually now see it and touch it with a map. You can actually touch on an attribute or touch on an asset on a map and update it. This means that the SAP and the Esri data are absolutely in sync. This means that GI analysts, GIS analysts will see... Uh, the latest business data, the maintenance data, all the asset information, and SAP users will now see their data on a map that's synced with the Esri GIS system. And this is all done via some new solutions uh, called our SAP GEF, or the Geographic Enablement Framework. This is the solution that bridges that gap between ERP and GIS. And on the analytics front, specifically SAP Analytics Cloud, this leverages spatial data and processing as well. So now, uh, actually, when you you get the SAP Analytics Cloud and uh, SAP Analytics. This includes Esri base maps to visualize your data. 
Also, uh, the SAP Analytics Cloud can actually push spatial processing into the SAP HANA platform and Esri as well. And, and finally, from an SAP HANA perspective, uh, SAP HANA is open. So I mentioned the importance of openness. So HANA is what we call an OGC, or Open Geospatial Consortium Certified Platform. And this means that HANA can natively store, process, and analyze geospatial data in a very high-performing, agile and flexible way. It has a very it has specific spatial data types that are included in every HANA edition and native in HANA. And this means that HANA's spatial processing is extremely fast. And we actually see a lot of scenarios where customers are building custom solutions, including spatial and other advanced engines leveraging this. And this also includes the Esri platform and tools. Um, Esri itself, the Esri platform, can actually leverage HANA as a spatial processing engine. And more recently, there's a new Esri solution called Insights, which is their self-exploration and visual, visualization tool based on spatial and maps. And this can actually natively leverage HANA and push spatial processing deep into the HANA engine for high-performing analytics. So as you can see, there are a lot of options and mm-hmm. capabilities that we provided to bridge the silos between GIS and enterprise systems. So for the past several years, uh, as the Esri platform uh, has been able to integrate with HANA, that's already existed. But this is a huge milestone that we hit very recently, it was back in January, with the recent announcement that Esri supports HANA as the next generation geodatabase. So let me explain for those who may not be familiar. A geodatabase is a database that Esri uses as the underlying operational data store and processing engine to create, edit, store, publish, and version maps. Think of it this way. Just like SAP S4 and BW4 leverages HANA as the underlying data platform, now Esri does too. And this is huge for our joint customer base. Just to give you a quick stat, 80% of SAP customers in asset and location-intensive industries have Esri. So the overlap is significant and non-trivial. And, and also, I mean, many of our joint customers ask for this. So this is huge within our even within our existing HANA install base. So it's now very realistic for Esri customers to port their Esri platform onto HANA. And the value props of this are really, really big. The first is, of course, what you'd expect, performance. In other words, by now having Esri run on the HANA platform, we, as we would expect, you're going to see a performance gain. And we're actually seeing that. Some of our early adopters of the Esri Geo database running on HANA are seeing a 30 to 40% increase in performance compared to their legacy DB they were running on. It also provides for a lower total cost of ownership. There's a, actually a consolidation of platforms now from multiple DBs to one platform, in this case HANA. So this, this means reduced DBA efforts, lower hardware and infrastructure costs, so literally now what we're talking about is your ERP and your GIS system running on the same platform. And finally, seamless integration. Now your ERP and GIS info is seamlessly integrated. That This means that your Esri GIS team has ready access to your enterprise data and your SAP ERP users and analysts now have seamless access to your GIS data. Ultimately what this does though, this liberates and actually opens spatial data and unleashes it into your entire enterprise. Wow. So where do you see all this going, and how do you see this playing a role in with things like um, artificial intelligence and machine learning? 
What do you what do you see there? Absolutely. I mean, these these are all converging together. And in fact, I mean, you can't just look at spatial you know, on its own. Although there's an incredible amount of use cases and things you can do just with basic spatial capabilities and the performance and all the functions and things we provide in, in HANA, the, the, the next area that we're seeing that's burgeoning is artificial intelligence and machine learning. These definitely play a part, and we're seeing this actually happen today. So here's, a, here's a, an example. Um, you know, think, using things like image processing with machine learning to identify issues in a utility network uh, or looking at potholes in the street uh, for, for, uh, for a public sector company or even predict the healthiness of plants for farmers. Uh, a great end-to-end use case that we're actually seeing today and many utilities and smart cities are working with us on this is using drones, for example, to inspect power lines. And these, uh, in many countries, like you t- take Australia or other remote parts of the United States or Canada or Russia or wherever it might be, um, these power lines, they go on for a very long time and they can't send people out. So using drones and then using image processing to detect either failures or possible failures. Then basically automatically kicking off work orders back in the business suite to go send people out to repair that. And if there's not adequate material to actually then repair that, then kicking off a purchase requisition replenishment order to basically purchase the material and then help to go off and complete that work order. The idea is all automated, all real time, all using spatial from HANA, all the way back to the business suite to GIS. It's a true end-to-end process, and that's what we call when we say that's operationalizing spatial and pushing it into your business processes. Wow. Okay. That's great. So let's take people like me that have been around SAP a long time but are new to spatial. Where do we go? You said we can start today. There's a, I think you said earlier there's a there's a course, an open SAP we talked about. What's how, Where could I go right now today to get started to try to get my hands around this? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of different resources, and it depends on what kind of person you are in terms of how you learn. There's, of course, the, S- the open SAP courses, which we highly uh, advocate. There's even what we call the HANA Academy videos. I don't know if people are familiar with those. Yeah. Um, th- these are videos on YouTube. where they- There's actually a whole spatial channel that will help you develop this next generation of innovative apps using, uh, using spatial. And then really, if you're a hands-on, you want to dig into it, we have, of course, HANA Express. Uh, HANA Express being the free downloadable version of HANA, uh, you know, even if you are a HANA customer, what we found is um, many HANA customers, the, the folks that use it, still use HANA Express because it allows them to work and tinker on it on their laptop while they're on a plane or a train or a boat or wherever they might be. And actually, what we provided around the GIS area, and this is cool, there's an active campaign going on now with SAP HANA Express and Esri. And actually, what, what we've done is we jointly come together, and for uh, a limited time, you get a free you get free access, of course, to HANA Express. Um, but then you also get uh, f- the free new version of, of Arc, uh, Arc Pro, ArcGIS Pro from Esri, as well as free access to their ArcGIS Online, where you can share and distribute maps, and their demographic content as well. So it's just there's lots of different resources out there, so I really encourage people to go out there and take advantage of it. Where we would send people? to a site where they can uh, get access to Han Express and they can do the free download from, uh, from Esri. Okay, great. All right. Well, Matt, this has been uh, super. Uh, thank, you much so, thank you very much for joining. We appreciate your, uh, your participation, and thanks for all the great information you shared with us. Thank you.
Thank you, Ginger.